This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Lift our hands and just worship Him. Give Him praise. Awesome God, we worship you. We give you praise, we adore you. Let it come from your heart. Give him praise, just worship him. Magnify his name, bless his name. Just worship him. Blessed be your name. Mariposa handala bashato kobos. Don't stop, continue, just give him worship, just adore his name. If that is all we do here tonight, it works it. Jesus, we give you praise, we give you praise. Oh, Jesus, we lift up your name. Blessed be your name. We worship you. We give you praise. We adore you. We adore you. We bless your name. Glorious God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Father. We worship you. We give you praise. Blessed be your name, Father. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Everybody begin to pray about whatever you, you feel led that you should pray about. Pray right now. Prayer is fellowship and I'm talking to God. Begin by worship. Then begin to tell him things that are important to you. He knows them all already. Everybody pray. I might not stop you in a while. I want everybody to pray. At times we don't plan to, then we are led to pray. Those are the best moments. It doesn't matter that you didn't prepare for this, just begin to pray. Lay at his feet all issues bothering you. Salamander. Do you need the power of God to move over something? Begin to pray right now. You need a divine intervention over any matter. Begin to pray right now. Rando <laughs> 
Jusqu'à la mandorobo soukrokoto seteke bos. Maso tu kabali toko bosete. Mando koso soke masalabaya. Maso toke bokoto seteke bos. Zo seteke boko shatakalaba. Orashan de le barakadiskos. Jesus. Maso toke boseteke balahaste. Mando koseteke balamas. Continue praying, keep praying, keep praying. Don't miss an opportunity like this. Pray.
Masotoke Balamanda Sosokotoke Le Mandala Basata Jushke Le Mondo Robosuketeke Masotoke Bos Masotoke Zusa Oposuske Le Manda Masosuketeke Bos Salamanda Radi Bokosotoke Le Mandala Baya Zuse teke balamashata, masusu keteke brokoto seteke, shiko soskolo bokaratasa. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus name we are praying in Jesus name we are praying can I hear louder amen, amen. hallelujah welcome tonight can you just welcome your neighbor um, one or two people <laughs> hallelujah if you are the back I move forward a little let those who come in later sit at the back so they won't have to disturb Hallelujah. How many people enjoy praying? Just now? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, I want us to read something from Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It's a very wonderful scripture. Praise the Lord. Luke 11, verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said unto him lord teach us to pray as john taught his disciples hallelujah and i think i i i shared briefly on this when i was talking to the leaders on sunday evening teach us how to pray as john taught his disciples and I said that, as it ever occurred to you, these people saw Jesus when he multiplied bread. They saw Jesus when he walked on water. They saw Jesus when he healed the sick. They saw Jesus when he raised Lazarus from dead. But they never said to Jesus, teach us how to heal the sick. They never said to Jesus, teach us how to multiply bread. They never said to Jesus, teach us how to raise the dead or walk on water. Walking on water is a miracle that represents doing the impossible or what men consider impossible. Um, the miracle of raising Lazarus is when you do things that are when you restore a hopeless situation. Yeah. Tomorrow is not. Maybe she will. Maybe she will come later. She was telling me yesterday, uh, on Sunday evening, when we we're having the meeting, that the sister had been to embassy severally. She had she had traveled before then to America, but then for some reason, just now they've just been bouncing her. Just as we we're about to have leaders meeting after the leaders meeting, and I said, call your sister now, and tell her. She she said, she has another interview tomorrow, and that is, I said she just been refused three times lately. 
And I said, call your sister now and tell her by yourself that in the name of Jesus Christ, tomorrow they will give you the visa. She just sent me a message as I was coming in that I should got the visa. I'm so glad that I did not pray. I asked her to speak to her sister. That will let her know that all believers have authority. Are you following me? So there are miracles in that order that it has to do with raising a dead thing back to life, giving a hope to a hopeless situation. There are miracles that they have to do with multiplying things. If you don't have that one, you will be broke financially. How things committed to your hand can be multiplied. How you set out to start a business and it prospers, it doesn't fold up. So Jesus saw five loaves and two fish and he multiplied it. He saw multitudes and then he saw the bread. So many people across Lagos, they are gifted but they need something to finance the gift that they have. And the sincere truth is this. The way the world market is. Capital is principal. It's a master. In the sense that if you have a kiosk and you, there is a particular drink that you sell or you sell drinks and people come there to buy because you have a kiosk on the streets. If somebody that has more money begins to sell what you are selling and he buys 100 bicycles like they do in fa uh, milk and uh, you know those uh, uh, how do you call it uh, you got and all those things that they ride bicycle and they put it now you are in one location on your streets now he has bought 100 bicycles for them to drive around all over the streets people will rather stand at the front of their house and buy from a bicycle. So before walking to your place, they would have seen many bicycles. They would have bought from him. Even though you're a good person, but capital has made you to fail. I get what I'm saying. You know, there are people who go to buy just one thing of milk at shop rights. And they have it on their, on their streets. The other side of it, apart from accessibility, is to have it in such a way that to create an experience added to the product. So now it's no more about buying the product, it's about experience. So people have not traveled out before, but they take picture beside the escalator in shop, right? And they send it to their friend, me in Dubai. <laughs> so the reason why some people go there, it's not even because they want to buy anything. There is a place with AC, screens, Beautiful place with a lot of people going up and down. And nobody's policing that what I'm looking at. So you can walk around freely. So when you are tired of staying at home, it gives a feel of you just want to experience something. They say they poor, they think money. How much will it cost? The rich, they think value. What value will I derive from it? If it's very valuable, they pay. The wealthy, they think experience. And experience is superior to all. I get what I'm saying. So that's why there are resource centers. So the whole idea of creating Dubai, an experience that cannot be elsewhere. Once we get to that point, people will come from all over the world to visit what you are doing. 
So there are places all over the world built with experience. They will spend money to build that. You can't find that place elsewhere. So people start coming there. But some of them, God gives it natural, naturally. Like some waterfalls and the rest. And people come from all over the world to stay there. And if they are wise, they build a hotel beside it. I get what I'm saying. But you see, it takes wealth to create experience. It's not in poor man's word. I said, so, <laughs> the five loaves and the two feet, they were wonderful. But there was a need for a miracle. And Jesus did that. So, I just showed you different categories. There are more. That one is working in your life does not make up for another one. So there can be restoration, but there may not be an abundance. But there is something very crucial, very important about prayer. So the disciples didn't waste time to say to Jesus, that, okay, teach us how to heal the sick. Then tomorrow, teach us how to multiply things. Somehow they had enough sense to figure out that behind these operations must have been something we need. Actually, there is always something that you have that will facilitate other things. So they said, <laughs> and that was a redo that I read in Yoruba history. I don't know whether true life story or so that a man did with his only begotten son. He just wanted to teach the boy ancient wisdom. And he felt he spoiled the boy bringing him up. So when the father wanted to die, he told the boy he had landed properties everywhere. He had thousands of slaves, or probably hundreds, and he had things all around. And he called his son. He said, you think I'm going to will everything to you? I'm not willing everything to you. And he called the most faithful slave who had served him. And he said that you are the one I'm willing everything to. My son is allowed to pick the most precious of all my property. Anyone he likes, he should pick. The remaining 120 things I possess goes to this guy. You have served me well. This, of course, if your father tells you that you are not a man, the, the guy became sick immediately, the boy. I wonder, what, what did I do to you, dad? And so the father said that, he died. Well, no, in those days, they, not like that now. If somebody, if a father should say that, I should die. <laughs> Trust our generation. But see, in those days, they feared oath and feared all those things. So the boy, and the father said that in seven days, he must make his choice known. And then he spoke to some elders about it and he died. And the elders were with him. And the boy became depressed. He left the house. He just didn't know what to do again. So he started calculating. What can I pick? The land? Or I should ask for the money that I kept and leave all the properties. And he was confused. And the slave was enjoying. Ordering for drinks. With his friends, with the antenna, don't worry. Every, what, the, the news, what, that was the richest man in town. The news went around the whole town. So the slave would say, can I have a drink? They would give him, knowing that he was about to become the biggest shot. And as the son was passing by the depression one day, he met a very wise man. And he told the man in tears, his predicaments. Ah. And he said, I thought my father loved me. I never knew I was being raised by a wicked man. And the old man smiled. I said, your father did not hate you. 
The father was testing your wisdom. So what, what do you mean, sir? <laughs> he said, there is one thing you will choose and all other things will become yours. So he got so curious. He said, it's very simple. Choose the slave. If it's your slave, in those days, they will say, Yorubento Leru no Leru. Everything belongs to you. Slaves were not permitted to own anything. If they found yam in the forest, it must be brought to their master. Their children will be slaves to the master. So when the man told, he just woke up to the area and said, that was what your father was trying to do. That your father was not only a very wise man, he was also a strict man. He put you in the fix. Either you learn wisdom or die in poverty. <laughs> of course, the boy began to whistle home. <laughs> he waited till they said, on the sixth, they were looking at the slaves. The slave was not even greeting him again. <laughs> Your time has expired. <laughs> and when the elders assembled on the seventh day and they gathered, said, okay, so but out of your father's, all his property, which one are you picking? Of course, I imagine the slave dressed in a royal panel. They did well to be transferred to him. Well transferred. And the boy got up, cleared his throat, looked at the other, greeted them very well. Some of them were feeling sorry for him. And he put his hand on the shoulder of the slave. That this is the property I want. <laughs> All of them understood it. The slave broke down immediately. So everything came back to the boy. Hallelujah. One thing, so the disciples figured out that we don't need to start asking the master that as a matter of fact, all the miracles were not performed the same way. So somebody taught the end of his garment she was in. Somebody said, speak a word. So how many lessons do we want to go through? Then he spat on the clay and put it on someone's eyes. One, he said, be healed. The person was in. One, he put his hand. One, he laid hand two times. One, he said, okay, go and wash as they were going. So the methods were too many. But there must be something behind it. So they notice that this man will come out to do stunts after praying. One of them must have realized that, do you remember the day? He told us to go after multiplying bread. We ate the bread. There was no record that Jesus ate with them, but he multiplied the bread. They ate. But he said, you remember that as we were traveling on the sea, he told us to go and he stayed back. And he was on the mountain all night long. Around 4 a.m., we saw a figure walking on water to come and meet us. So before he walked on water, he first of all stayed on the mountain and prayed for about six hours or more. Because every session in those days would end around 7 p.m. So he probably dispersed the crowd around 7 p.m. And the disciples left around 8 with 12. But then Jesus climbed the mountain. So he must have prayed from like 8 to 4 a.m., about eight hours. And then he walked on water. So one of them realized that, oh, this guy never did anything without praying. So they came to a conclusion. If we are to learn anything from this man, it must be how to pray. So one day they saw him pray. And they said, Master, I'm going to connect this one to where we stopped two weeks ago, talking about why patterns repeat themselves, even in the lives of Christians, and why things happen even to Christians. Hallelujah. 
what exactly is true change all about? It is true, looking at some priests, they're already going the path of their parents again. And it's painful. So, <laughs> they realize all these things, so they asked him that, Lord. So as he was praying again, he said, here it goes again. Then he said, teach us how to pray. Life needs to be controlled. Please pay attention. Now, life needs to be controlled. Life is designed, especially if you're a godly person, to be against you. So we navigate our way. Skill can give you an advantage and help you bend certain aspects of life to your favor. So some measure of riches will come when you are very skillful. You are a graduate of Harvard University, of Don Master. Some companies will rush you and they might pay you 1.2, 1.3. But there are guys who will never to go to Harvard who will still be richer than you. By common street wisdom or what they know about enterprise. But then, so even in the wealth, in spite of your skill, you are not, because the richest are not the most skillful. But apart from riches, there are issues of life that don't answer to skill. They confuse skills. So a man can be the most brilliant lawyer in his office and be a miserable husband at home. When you ask him to defend the case, you can go and sleep. You'll win the case. But the way things are falling apart in the house, now he's 50, the first son is away from the house, everything is, and you wonder. My brother lived with a professor in UI. I stayed there a while also, when I was under level before I now got my room. Professor's house. Professor and his wife, my brother stayed with them for about three years. So he was there in their BQ. There was never a single day that they said hi, hi to each other. Husband and wife. Yeah. <laughs> the, the man would be coming. There was like the woman, so she's a doctor, a medical doctor. The car broke down. And then she was walking. You know, professors were living away from a student area, so you have to walk to the nearby junction. So their own place was quite, where the taxis were really getting there. So she was walking to her there, and the husband would just drive past him, past her, severally. So one day in the morning, her car developed a fault. So she was trying to start. So my brother and his friend were helping her to push. You know, in those days, no automatic. So she will try to, so the car would and then it would go off. And the husband came out with a cup of coffee. And every time the car stopped, he would laugh. <laughs> and we take coffee. And then they, my brother and his friend, they, they, my brother couldn't stand it. They had to run away. They pushed the car again to make her. The husband would laugh. Then she just came down and said, useless man. What is funny? And he went and the man laughed, took his coffee and went inside. He, he, he enjoyed. The father, his wife was in that predicament. <laughs> One day after ministering in the church, a lady told me, the mother is even a white woman. She's an African. She told me one day, long, long time ago, how the father and the mother for years, the father will remove DSTV card on his way out because the mom was sick and African so that she would not be able to watch anything. Yeah. And that went on for about nine years from what she told me 
no single word to each other. Not once. In fact, she used to keep a knife with her. And she used to take nothing less than 18 pills every day. And she's actually a medical doctor trained abroad. They are both doctors. I went out of the boarding in the city where the parents were saying. I went to preach there. When I found myself in that city one day, I called her in Lagos and give me your mom's address. She has a clinic. She said, yes, I need to go to her clinic. I went to see the mom. She broke down. She told me, you know, a white woman, I don't, I don't do church. That I used to follow my husband to church. He said he's an elder in his church and he's a devil at home. He said the day she stopped going to church, was the day that they are in Orthodox church. They said the day she stopped going to church was the day that the husband, now it doesn't mean anything is wrong with us, I'm just saying that the, that the husband, people in the church came to the house and they were blaming her for all the issues. So he just said, really? That this man came to my country to study medicine. When I wanted to marry him, every, every member of the family rejected me and I abandoned them. I came to Nigeria with her. This is what I get for it. And because she's so sick, she cannot sit down in the plane for more than one hour, so she can't go back to her country. And the man is punishing her. The man told everybody each other, she's not sick, just lying. And he said, in the last eight years, that has been the man's call. You will see your wife swallowing 18 pills every day, and you are still saying that she's not just pretending. They are known to your husband, so I told your husband that I should tell his father, because your husband's father is also a surgeon, that please, help me. Said, Daddy, reach out to these people. This woman is dying in silence. It's painful. If the daughter should talk to mom, the father will fight type. And she, even in Lagos, she should call any one of them. There are two of them. The first one traveled out and told the two parents, none of you should ever talk to me again in your life. He's married, he has a daughter. He doesn't want daughter to know them. Because of pain. That anytime they call him, it's about this one reporting how this one is about to kill. So. <laughs> There can be a disease also that skill cannot undo. So, it's limited. The second thing that gives you hedge in life, apart from skill, is connection. Anna Grass daughter said that she made 500 million without doing a single business. And that was the short period she was at home. People were coming to see the father, just to be on the father's good books. They just drop 25 million, 30 million, 20 million, 30 million. Of course, when you're looking for a contract of 70 billion, 20 million will just become too narrow. So he said, by going with her father to the office and sitting outside, she made over 500 million, I think within one year. Or people came to see the father. You know, just do, ah, you are the, ah, you are the, you know, and they do all that when you are in power. Yeah. There was a governor that went to bury his mom and carried the generator of the stadium to go and use there. And the whole city followed him for the burial. Then the father died, for, no, the, the father. Then the mother died five years after, and he was no more in power then. He drove himself to the <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you understand? And this is how he couldn't carry, he had to regenerate. <laughs> oh, power can deceive. Are you following me? So you have connection. There are places you can assess because you know people. They can lift you. God walks through all these things. They are all important. People can help you. There are people you can call. 
and can, they can reverse orders because of you. Yeah. If you are very close to the president, very close to the senior president, if you are in a city and somehow you know the governor, there are things they can do for you. And actually, you know them on one-on-one, -on -one. you have the access to them. If you, they, if you call them, they see your number on their phone, they know you, they can pick your call. There are things. So you will have some leverages. You'll be able to go beyond some negativities of life because of the connections that you have. Are you with me? So some things will affect other people, it might not affect you. Because you of the connection. They arrested a guy one day on the road. No driver license and everything. And when they took him to the station and they wanted to start harassing him, police that they were parting your car and everything, just looked at the guy that sat there, uh, his brother's friend. He just went to give that one high five. The one that took him on the road just gave him all the papers. He didn't even wait for him to talk. He said, sorry, am I law? <laughs> you know, he understood the rest of the story. When you are trying to harass a man and he's doing high five with your boss, so before the boss said, and he just gave me his paper back. He said, hey, 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 look, but I says, yeah, my Lord. So the guy left. He had to do that. So there are connections that can help. But it's also limited. The third thing, which is powerful, that bends life to your advantage, is power. Now, if that power is rooted in somebody whose position does not change, you are made for life. I get what I'm saying. Yes, Praise the Lord. Because this power is unlimited. When we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, even if you start with power from the other side, one of my friends, they went to market a product to one of the, it's a popular, and I don't mention his name in the country, but he portrays himself as a, a pastor, but everybody knows he's not, and um, he's a ritualist and he's quite deep in it. When they got to his office, they saw the pictures of almost all the governors when they came to visit him, pictures of all the last five presidents of Nigeria when they came to visit him, all of them, everybody, who came to see him there. And this is someone that can't even put words together very well. Power is powerful. It is true. It moves mountain. That is what we make a professor to go and sit on the floor, talking with a native daughter in the thickest of forests. And he says to him, he prepares ab from a dirty pot and everything. And he says, if you want your problem with a drink, I'm prof with drink. Yeah. <laughs> Before Pastor Nibu got born again, he used to have accidents every now and then. So they gave him something to tie to his car. And they asked him to bring goats. And I should bring the goat broad daylight. I said the goat he got that day was possessed by the devil. Because the goat was stopped. <laughs> he escaped three times. <laughs> On the road. Hey, listen, no legend was chasing goat. Ah! You know, that was the beginning of the redemption. He just had here right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is. You're, it showed us two pastors on the altar who were told to go and have their bath in bed, but they were not Christians then. Their pastors were not, but they were not, they were not Christians then. And they went to have their bath in Babbage in the middle of the night. And as they were bathing, bathing, it's very funny. A madman passed and packed their coat. 
and walked away. And the two of them didn't know what to do. So they entered their car. They came in one, one, car, one car. They thought they came naked. So as they were driving back to the mainland, you've heard the story, you've heard the story before, you've said it many times. Police stopped them on the way. You know, police were just on the way, mounting their guard and they put on, stop, 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 stop. When they wandered and saw two naked when the officer ran. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh dear Lord Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah. In all these things, power gives you an advantage. But the Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. I will continue on this message on prayer. This is why we pray. The amount of power operating in your life per time is directly proportional to the prayer going on in your life. Now, I'm going to explain prayer in a different way next week, Tuesday, by the grace of God. This is very important. Praise the Lord. Father, we bless you and then we give you praise. Glory to your name. In Jesus' name. There will be a turning point about this fellowship from Tuesday. Something will happen to everyone that will be here on Tuesday. There will be radical transformation. You are not just working on the other, you are God's ambassador here. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for grace for prosperity. Rise where you walk. Rise. May your eyes see opportunities. And may those opportunities work for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of 